0: and welcome to the third episode of the Teen Talk Show. This is your host Jasmine, joined by my co-host Prateek.
1: Welcome, guys, to the third episode of the Teen Talk Show. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Brian and Alexa. Hello.
0: Hi. So the topic for
1: today's episode is gaming and its impact on teenagers. Okay, so before starting this, I want to start by asking you, Jasmine, as a non-gamer, What are your preconceived notions and when you hear the word gamer?
0: Can I be like super offensive? Because it will Uh, be offensive. Yeah, sure. When I hear the word gamer, the first thing that pops in my head would be like an image of a person sitting in front of a screen in a dark room and he's like just, you know, playing games on his PC and then the preconceived notions I think like people have in general about this is that gamers they don't really have a life, they don't have a social circle, they just sit in front of a screen and game all day, like the hardcore gamers of course, and then they just watch Twitch streams and stuff like that and yeah that's basically what comes to your head right? Oh also that
2: they won't be physically fit, that's just one really big thing. I mean. I don't know what you mean by offensive there like because you pretty much describe literally everybody in the gaming community
1: so, let's break it down. there are different type of gamers they are the uh, we use this term we yeah, are non-life uh, no lifers or
3: non-lifers or whatever.
0: So, when you talk about non-lifer gamers, what does that mean?
3: So, the definition of someone who uh, is no-lifing is basically spending their hours on gaming. Um, pretty much uh, not taking showers anymore, just completely gaming for hours. Some people go for days, some people can go for weeks, actually, without stopping.
1: What were your guys' first, uh, quote-unquote, experience with gaming? What was it like for the first time they yeah. played a game? Yeah, which
2: game did you play and how was it? I think uh, the first game I ever played like online with different people is probably Minecraft. Uh, I've been playing it for like years now and the first time I played it I didn't have the actual game. I um, I bought, I mean I didn't buy it, fuck. Uh, I downloaded like a cracked version of it and it was pretty fun and then and then you get, and then like you get more into it, and then you start getting involved in like Discord and other people and stuff, and then it gets interesting.
3: My answer is actually the same with Alexa because I've also um, only played Minecraft before, and pretty much that's where I met um, Alexa and Uh It's a server called Random Craft. We used to play a lot of mini games there, and that's pretty much how I became pretty much a hardcore gamer.
1: Okay, uh, to explain the term "cracked" the Minecraft, it has nothing to do with drugs first of all. This is family friendly (laughs) podcast. What we basically mean by "cracked" is you are not buying the official game. So, you can only play the single player mode and not the multiplayer mode where you can play uh, with people online. Is it like piracy? Basically, yes. Yeah, sort of. For me, uh, like a typical Indian, Anything that was there in the West came to India like five years later, uh, (laughs) during the 2000s. So GTA was a very big part of my life. So I want to bring this topic up about how the classic games, how we usually compare the classics with the modern games. So is there anything apart from the nostalgia? that makes classic games better?
3: Um, the, the better thing about classic games is that it has more plot and story unlike current games right now like Fortnite, literally other games, it has more plot and for the other things such as EA, um, Electronic Arts uh, Company, they usually do these things called DLC or loot boxes wherein um, you purchase stuff to progress the game and pretty much you need to spend money just to completely fulfill a progress of a game, in classic games you can pretty much just spend your time playing and then you don't have to pay any extra money just to finish the game.
2: Hey, hold on. I should have asked this before, but um, uh, define classic games, like games that were like uh, big before? Like as in, modern as in stuff? year-wise? Like old
1: games? Old games, basically, mm-hmm. and the first games, if they're in a series. For instance, we compare GTA San Andreas with GTA five, games. I see.
2: I mean, a lot of people seem to, like, uh, uh, beat up uh, modern games for having, like, smoother or, like, uh, weirder and simpler graphics than classic games, because I guess before they—and I'm talking about graphics, by the way— um, before they uh, sort of tried to make it look as realistic as possible. Uh, now, game, nowadays, some games like, you know, like Browse said, Fortnite, or just even Roblox, you know, are pretty simple, and people, like, kind of beat that up, which I don't really... Uh, I sort of disagree on, because, like, you know, there are different genres of games, and, like... I, I, I mean, in my opinion, it's... Gaming has definitely improved a lot and there's like definitely much more of a variety now. Okay, so I've never played one. Like I've played the classic Mario
0: Kart and stuff, but I've never played Minecraft, no. Okay, the graphics in Minecraft aren't exactly the best, I think, I don't know much, so don't quote me on this, but like what drives you to play these games, right? Like why do you play video games in the first place?
1: Initially for me, gaming was a sort of an escapism. I used to game for two main reasons to kind of detach myself from the usual uh, usual boring day, and to meet people. Again, I told you Discord. It's an amazing platform for gamers to connect. I know it has its toxic side, but it also is an awesome place. The
3: main reason why I started gaming is actually because of my brother. He was a gamer, and I think uh, his, main, his main reason why I started playing games is so he can catch up with his friends, and um, that pretty much inspired me to start gaming and so far i'm actually enjoying it it's really fun to play games and just uh, take a break from everything every once in a while and it's really fun you should try gaming sometimes
2: i think i kind of got into gaming in like you know the usual way or you because you know people would post uh, videos of them playing games now on youtube and i remember being on youtube and seeing i think um, uh i has Cupquakes of um, minecraft series and i kind of just branched off from that Because it's pretty engaging. And what you said about um, Minecraft having really simple graphics and you found them pretty mediocre, and why people still choose to um, indulge in it in the game, despite of like how it looks is, it's just, I think it's more what you do and the fact that you have so much freedom in the game, because Minecraft is a sandbox game, right? For me, at least, the reason why I play Minecraft so much is that one, because I get to play with friends and I get to meet new people and I get to focus and like just, put every single ounce of my concentration into one small thing and forget about everything else. So I've never played video games or multiplayer games much, but uh, from what I've heard from
0: people is that sometimes these gaming, as Prateek also mentioned, these communities, like gaming communities can be really toxic. So what's your take on that?
3: For me, toxicity is actually pretty common and I feel like you can't stop it. If you're playing in any type of game, you're pretty much anonymous and then people start talking things that they aren't really saying in real life. Especially if they get mad that someone's better at them at gaming, they're gonna say like, ah yes, I'm better than you and etc. So like, I feel like you can, a lot of people are toxic in gaming, to be honest. And then I've been toxic before, a lot of people have been toxic before and I feel like there's no way to stop it and it's just just tolerate it or either ignore it. And in some games, you can actually just report them so they can get muted.
2: Yeah, I am I, um, I agree with Bryl. I don't think um, there's really any way you can do to like stop toxicity because it's pretty much in any like um, in any multiplayer game. There's always gonna be that like couple a bunch of people um, who are like taking the game really really seriously and sometimes they get way caught up in like the moment and because that makes them feel better in a way but there's no way to avoid it either.
1: Okay, I have a lot to say on this one so bear with me. So what does toxicity mean? Let's uh, break it up a bit. There are two ways to be toxic, mainly two ways to be toxic in gaming. There's one when you quote unquote uh, be toxic during the game. For instance, you're not helping your team, right? It's a very simple example or you are bullying the other side or you're using exploits so that's just you being toxic other way is the being toxic on chat uh, for instance you're saying get good noob telling them to kill themselves using racial slurs commenting on their sexuality all of these things uh, come under the verbal form of toxicity. I think toxicity comes when you're literally taking the game too seriously. in a competitive side starts showing and you stop realizing that, man, this is just a game. Real-life sports, people
0: get super competitive. It's like there's a lot of tension. But there, they don't actually, most of the time, you'd never see a player walking up to another and abusing them. Why do you think it's more
2: in gaming than it is in actual sports? It's because, you know, online people are anonymous. so. Nobody really knows anybody and that, you know, you have a lot of freedom to do pretty much anything because nobody knows who you are. So if you say shit like that, nobody's really gonna know who did that. Yeah, if the legend 27 comments on
1: your mom, you, you will not know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like toxicity is like a vicious cycle, but you need to realize that uh, when you need to stop, take a step back and analyze that this is just a game. Understand why were you playing the game in the first place to relax, to detach yourself from the usual life. So again, don't ruin your mood over this. Okay.
0: So in your product toxicity, you talked about how people
1: use sexist slurs. So it's
0: like I did some research on this and like studies, like not even studies, it's just a fact that the proportion of female gamers is way, way lesser than that of male. Like So what do you think is the reason? Why do you think fewer girls are into gaming
2: than guys? I think mostly because a lot of people don't really see gaming as sort of a girly sport and it's just kind of, it's almost a stereotype that it's just mostly guys who play, uh, you know, gender stereotypes are still a really big thing and they still expect women to do girly stuff, which is why sometimes when a girl is sort of introduced to the game with a bunch of guys, they're usually taken aback. (laughs) Because, you know, we are like, holy shit, it was a girl, what? Oh my god. I'm speaking from experience, and this, this was between a couple of my friends in Discord as well. I was playing Minecraft with a few of my friends. My other friend knew of my gender, but chose not to say anything. And since I usually use, like, m- manly names or masculine names, nobody would ever really suspect that I'm a woman. So, whenever I played games, they would always refer to me as dude and stuff like that, which was fine, I didn't really care. But um, as soon as I mention or say that, oh wait, by the way, I'm a girl, and some, they would either not believe me or people would almost sexualize that, which was very uncomfortable because I would get uh, private messages from dudes that I barely know asking for my personal stuff. If
0: that happens, you probably wouldn't even feel like playing the game anymore, because it's just... It just puts you
2: in a bad mood. Yeah, definitely, because, one, it's, it's really, really sexist when, uh, and it, it's it's a put down. It's a put down because whenever whenever I'm doing really good in the game and then I I don't know turn on my mic or something and then the people on my team are like oh should it was a girl what does anybody play Overwatch or any any sort of mm. game that has a healer you know how like uh, there's like that stereotype where girls only play the healer they only main healers stereotype? but the thing
1: with these comments is they are usually made by kids who usually don't understand anything. And being the immature cells they are, uh, they commend these things, or it's by a poet, Uh, pick your choice. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Did you think like the game developers, they can
2: do something about this or is it something that you guys would have to work out as a community. I think people just need to grow a pair to be honest. really not that hard to have common decency. <laughs> I think over time more girls should be introduced to gaming and you know so more girls like uh, like enter that community. Like if we get the numbers up there's gonna be less of that sexist stuff. Like I used to play PUBG for like a few weeks and I quit that and every
0: time I would unmute myself Usual like 99% of the time I just end up in a team of people all of them are guys and it would be so weird because oh my god It was genuinely
1: disturbing the, the shit they'd say it's like I don't even want to play anymore The next topic is uh, about the freemium way of gaming and how the developers use this Like
0: almost every game has this feature where you can buy their currency and then you can buy special features with it and stuff
1: This is a uh, very popular trend, and uh, now you will notice that they also have started using battle passes. It's basically a pass, which give you pay money for with the in-game currency to get special cosmetics. Again, uh, the things that you use to change your appearance, right? And the th- other thing is that you there's a time crunch on it, right? Uh, more than like more than two months, and that battle pass you can unlock. So you pay money and then you invest your time also. So it's like stonks for the developers. So my question is, is microtransactions the only way to get active users and enhance the growth of your game? Right? What are the other features that gives a game a longer shelf life? I feel
3: like um, microtransactions are perfectly fine, and they're pretty much a decent way to for a company to keep your game alive or to make more money because uh, what Pratik said in Fortnite is that you get skins and stuff, cosmetics, stuff, but I think uh, I've, I've only played Fortnite once and I remember that it's only about cosmetics, it's nothing that gives an unfair advantage to the game. Uh, for example, in Minecraft there's this server called Hypixel, it's the most popular server in the Minecraft community, um, and you can purchase these ranks, uh, there's VIP, VIP+, Plus, MVP, MVP+, and those things. But the thing is, um, they don't give anything of unfair advantage. It doesn't give you, like, extra boost that will help you out in your gameplay. It only pretty much gives you a title so you can donate to the server help it out, so... I feel like microtransactions isn't necessarily bad, but it's pretty good. And the case on why I feel like Minecraft has a really long shelf life is because it has frequent updates and because it's a sandbox game. You can pretty much do anything with Minecraft. the graphics are not, you can pretty much build a house, make your own adventures, play on servers with your friends, etc. And I feel like that's why Minecraft has a really long shelf life. You could see the other games. Um say Fortnite, PUBG, the main goal of the game is to pretty much um, be the first one on the place, um, be the last one to survive. And that's pretty much the end goal. You can keep playing um, PUBG, play it again and again and again until you get bored of it. But in in games like Minecraft, say Terraria, uh, Terraria is also Minecraft. It's pretty much considered 2D Minecraft, but it's similar. You can start your own adventure. You can pretty much build your own house, uh, defeat bosses that um, are a challenge, do any challenges that are popular in the community currently, and there's no end goal. It's your decision when you want to end the game or not Uh, In Minecraft, it's your decision if you want to kill the ender dragon and win Or if you want to keep playing more, do some challenges with your friends Play more, play on other servers, try out different things And I feel like that's why Minecraft has a really long shelf life Yeah, I would
1: like to disagree a bit For The the frequent updates, but the frequent updates are usually uh, for the single player, right? And after the horrendous 1.9 update only the minecrafters would know yeah. after that there was this one horrendous update in minecraft which had such community backlash but till this day there's been nothing done for that so i think and for the case of minecraft what kept it alive i would say was these uh as you mentioned hypixel or these online uh, servers only when you know minecraft started to appear in memes and pewdiepie started uh, doing a series that Uh, the graph of interest
2: went up. I I sort of agree with Braille over there with the frequent updates, but I also get what you mean about most people actually just like playing multiplayer. But for me, I think a lot of people do play single player. And I think um, mods and like stuff that you can add onto the game to like suit your gaming style makes the game more interesting. Media does play a really big part on like game ad advertisement. Okay, now coming to one of my
1: favorite yeah, favorite segment of this podcast, I want to bring up how gaming is different for different parts of the world. And let's begin with Brian.
3: A pretty common game here is uh, called Mobile Legends. I think you've heard about that. I think it's also pretty popular in India. So Mo- Mobile Legends is this game where you have to defend your base. It's a five versus five meaning you have to defend your base and you have to destroy the enemy base to win. And there's also, it's also what I mentioned about cooperation, teamwork, and communication. From my own experience, Mobile Legends here in the Philippines is really, really tough. For an example, um, you were to play a match in Mobile Legends, you would talk to people. If you were to make a mistake, even if you're in, like in the very starter rank, you would get trash-talked about it with your every single action, like, oh, you're not supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you need to give this to me, you need to give me that, and... Uh, I feel like also discourages a lot of gamers. Uh, it doesn't really have that much attention here in the Philippines, but it's really, really popular. It's more or less a cheaper version of Dota. The scenario here in the Philippines, a lot of people um, here actually get money. You, I'm, I might be a little bit too specific here, but there's this one channel called, his name is Chuks TV, and he's um, actually helped the Philippine community a lot. Um, he's played games, and every time he gets watched, um, every time people watch him playing uh, Magic Mobile Legends, he gets money. And he has at least donated hundreds of thousands of pesos, um, Philippine currency, to his community, so those who are like, affected by some specific stuff. And that's pretty much like really nice thing you'd see in the Philippine community that um, other gamers are helping other people.
2: How's the gaming scenario in Australia? In Australia, uh, people tend to be like pretty laid back with their like slurs. I don't know if you noticed that um, whenever whenever I play games, everybody's usually swearing. Sometimes it feels violent, but really it's just Aussies. Currently, we're talking about, like in the, if you go like
1: five, six years back, it was your usual Angry Birds, Clash of Clans. Currently, it's as you mentioned, it's PUBG, and I think the problem is that many of uh, the streamers, right? They also like to play PUBG for one because it's uh, it's free, right? For the streamer, if we, streamers, if you talk about, they have got they have gotten this comfortness around this game. As uh, if they try to play any, uh, any other game, then they will not get the usual support. Like uh, the Indians would know, Karimnandi, right? many youtubers yeah. who usually started with like some different agenda quote unquote agenda they have a second channel dedicated to gaming because they know it brings them the revenue uh, when we pick games it's very limited in india even if we talk about minecraft uh, there is still a lot of potential that you can tap into in india i think pubg i think it's there to stay but uh, i don't see it will be it's sustainable in the future i feel like it will be taken by some other free game let's be like real here
2: minecraft is a must play it's like a great place to find friends and really 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 bad and weird people too but it's really fun it's an experience okay so before we end this episode what's one message you like to give out to all the young gamers there, especially like the 12 year olds and all Be nice and stop insulting people's moms, goddammit. What did they ever do to you? Leave them alone.
3: Uh, whatever I want to say to 12-year-old gamers is, um, stay poggers and press F in the chat.
1: I think gaming is here to stay, and it has a long future. Also considering the fact that the gaming industry makes a lot more than movies, and that's a mind-blowing thing. Really? Did you know that?
2: No. No. Now I do. (laughs)
1: So, I think gaming is there to stay. Also, kids, don't do gambling online.
2: Oh, why? Gambling is the best part. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't actually gamble, kids. So, that's it for today's episode.
0: Thank you so much for joining in. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: And I hope even the non gamers understood and enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. And uh, thank you, Alexa and Val, for joining in.
2: Yeah, no problem. Stay safe, stay hydrated. Yes,
3: stay hydrated.